Hello and welcome, beloved family and friends. Welcome back to Heart to Heart, here with Alicia. Today, we have encouraging words from Alicia. I want to tell you all, you are good enough. You are good enough. You are good enough. You are good enough. I really, really want you to get that. And your loving Father, the Almighty Yah, wants you to get it. We are good enough because our Savior, Yahusha, known as Jesus, made us good enough. That's good news, beloved. We're not good enough of ourselves. We are good enough because our Savior made us good enough. He qualified us. Now, I'm referring to those of us who have acknowledged him as master, or you would say your Lord, and Savior, and have surrendered their lives to him. And you have come to the Father to be made acceptable through him, meaning Yahusha. Our Heavenly Father makes us acceptable to him through his beloved Son. That's what scripture says. I'll say it again. You are good enough. I'm talking to you. You are good enough. You are good enough. Yes. Let's read a couple of scriptures before I go on. Ephesians 1, 7. In him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of Yah's grace. The Bible says God's grace. You see, we've been redeemed by his blood. Our sins have been forgiven. Every shameful thing we've ever done, every shameful thing we've ever said, every foolish mistake we've made, it's been paid for. We have been redeemed. It is no longer yours. It does not belong to you. I don't care who or what tries to stick it to you. No, it's paid for. It's illegal for you to carry something that he took with him when he was nailed on that tree, that stake that's crawled across. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Yah. Now let's go to 1 John 4, 17. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Did you hear that? Honey, if that don't make you want to run around the block, <laughs> jump and shout in your house, <laughs> let me listen to it again. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness 
in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. I'll say it again. You are good enough. No matter what anybody says. No matter what your agent said. No matter what the CEO of that company said. No matter what your spouse said. No matter what your parents said. No matter what your church said. No matter what your friends said. No matter what your teacher said. And no matter what your family said. You are good enough. You are qualified because somebody loved you so much, they qualified you. Beloved, everything in this world is going to end. All the fame, the businesses, the record labels and recording contracts, the movies, the Academy Awards, television stars, track stars, basketball stars, football stars, soccer stars. All of this, all of that is all going to end. And anyway, it doesn't mean a doggone thing in heaven. It doesn't mean a doggone thing in the kingdom of heaven. It does not and will not help in any way toward your redemption or your eternal life in paradise. It just doesn't matter. It's just not important. Beloved, there's so much more than this world's fame and riches. True life begins after death, believe it or not. You see, when he comes back, that's when real life begins. See, then we will know personally how we were supposed to live. We will know how the earth was really made perfect for us and how perfect we were made. Yes, we were made so perfect we weren't going to get sick. Adam and called Eve didn't get sick they weren't going to die they weren't going to age they didn't have to work for their food the food just grew for them they didn't have to, to till the land <laughs> the weather was perfect everything was perfect and they could walk in the cool of the evening and talk to the almighty to the heavenly father he was just right there that sense, that part we're missing that they had in the beginning. It was a closer than close relationship. Hmm. We're going to get all of that back. You are good enough. You are good enough. I don't care if you failed the test or I don't care if you didn't get that audition. You are good enough. 
Sometimes you can be good enough, but you still don't get the job. Or you still you still don't pass the test for that day. It doesn't take from you. And sometimes we're being saved for something that we will end up regretting later. You are good enough. Let's read scripture. Hebrew, Hebrews 10, 19. It's a call to pre perse- a call to persevere in faith. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most set-apart place, Bible says, most holy place, by the blood of Yahusha, Bible says by the blood of Jesus. Again, he made us good enough with his blood by laying down his life and allowing them to make him bleed. Because, baby, if he did not want to bleed for us, they couldn't have taken him down. Like he said, he could have called down legions of mighty warriors that we call angels. We can't deal with one, let alone legions. Hallelujah. Let's go to Revelation 1.5. This one I'll read in the NLT. And from Yahusha Mashiach, the Bible has Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of the world. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. I'm going to read that last sentence again. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. We are good enough. This was decided already in heaven before the foundation of the world, before anything was created. Because our all-knowing Father knew man would fail and made a way to save him. Why did he do that? He didn't have to. He did it because he first loved us. He loved us. He wanted us. He wanted children, and we are his children. And every father and mother would try to make a way to save their children if they could, right? If you know your children are going to disobey you, are you just going to disown them and let them die? No, of course not. So, you don't think you're a better parent than the ultimate parent. Yahuwah Alua, or the Bible would say the Lord God, do you? No, of course not. Again, of course not. He said, everything he made was good, and that's you. He's talking about you. Yes, you, Beverly. You, Tony. You, Sandra. You, Michelle. Hmm. He 
doesn't make mistakes, Brenda. But we do. There's been certain teachers and preachers in their arrogance. I know a couple of them, but I won't mention their names. They said that, I quote, God failed. One preacher had the nerve in his arrogance to say, God was the biggest failure ever. I couldn't believe it. If I could have gotten through that DVD I was watching, I would have, <laughs> I would have slapped him right in the mouth <laughs> with the Bible, with the scripture. And he was smiling when he said it. And the other one was snickering when they said it, like they knew something, you know. I mean, it's arrogance. And I'm sure they're going to hear those words over and over again in hell if they don't change their ways and repent and reteach that. Because he never fails. He never failed us. We failed him with our free will he gave us. One teacher whom I admired, except, I mean, great teaching, but this particular thing here, he's totally wrong. He's way off base. He was saying that our father, Yahuwah, Yah, who you call God, failed man because he could fail to change their mind. You know, the Yashurah, which they call Israelites, were in the desert and he couldn't, they didn't, changed their ways. They kept um, grumbling and complaining and disobeying. And so he was saying he failed to change their mind. No, they failed him. He did everything. He did miracles. He opened the Red Sea for them. He brought quail in for them. He gave water from the rocks for them. Their clothes didn't get old. They, their shoes didn't, didn't run out. Nobody was sick. How? Did he fail them? No, they failed him. Don't get it twisted. As they say, don't get it twisted. <laughs> they failed him. And the other arrogant, oh, extremely arrogant says, God failed. He lost, first of all, he lost the earth. He lost the first man and the first woman. No, he did not lose the earth. He did not give Adam the earth. He gave him um, dominion over it. Like, in other words, he was the landlord, but he didn't own it because the earth is the heavenly father's footstool. No, he say, so to speak, gave over the land, the land lordship, the deed to the enemy, the world, the system, the world, not the earth. It still belongs to him. And he said he, he, he failed um, when he, and he lost the first man and the first woman. No, they failed him. The woman, the Kuak, whom they call Eve, was deceived by the enemy because she, she, she lusted after more power. <laughs> when he told her, you, he doesn't want you to be like him, which she already was. They already were made in his image. And Adam just sat there and watched his wife and he knew that the Heavenly Father told him not to eat from the tree. He told Adam. Eve wasn't even formed yet. That was Adam's job to tell her. 
and he let her lead him into the... So they failed. Our great creator didn't fail. How dare that arrogant, foolish teacher say something like that. And people were saying, amen. Large crowds saying, amen. Mm, mm, mm. He will hear that again, I'm telling you, over and over again, and he'll wish he hadn't have said it if he doesn't repent. Remember, our Heavenly Father, Yah, He never fails us. We fail Him with our free will He gave us. And someone will have the nerve to say, well, why did He give us free will? It would have been better if He just made us do right. <laughs> and that is so wrong. And if He did, if He didn't give us free will, then it would be complaining why He won't let us make up our own mind. You know what I say to someone like that? Get over it. Seriously, get over it. He made us in his image. He made us rulers. You know, as in one scripture, you say that he called us God. See, God really means mighty one, ruler. And Adam was like the God of the earth, so to speak, the ruler, the mighty one of the earth. On the earth then. See, because he's, our Heavenly Father is greater than any God. He's the ruler of gods. Hello, somebody. You're not going to put him in with a whole bunch. Everybody called their deity God. Why would he be thrown in with, with, the, with a bunch of them, with everybody else? He's, he's in a place on his own. He is Alua, which means Almighty One. Hallelujah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Get back in. Get back on track. <laughs> Alicia. Okay. No matter what that old serpent and his wretched followers do on this earth, no matter what their devilish plans they have, evil shall not prevail. Our Father has already worked it out. Our Savior has already gotten the victory. Satan knows that, but his followers in ignorance don't. And as I always say, ignorance is a lack of knowledge. Just because someone has a lot of money and a lot of fame, a beautiful body, a beautiful face, that doesn't make them good enough. See, that is not what qualifies you, but that's what the world preaches and teaches. That's what Satan preaches and teaches. I mean, <laughs> he, he, it, remember, he's the God of this world, this system, the world of entertainment, the world, and he's the God of this world. You know, beloved, it's going to be plenty of rich and famous and prosperous CEOs, executive directors, etc., and people with beautiful bodies, beautiful faces, in torment, in Sheol which is hell for eternity. Not because they have to, but because they chose to. You see, when we choose to live a life displeasing to our Father and Savior by choosing to follow Satan or 
follow this world, which is the same thing, beloved. Satan is the God, like I said, and ruler of this world. So when you choose to follow the world, you're choosing to follow Satan. And you've chosen hell for your future. You definitely haven't chosen heaven or paradise for your future. Not at all. Yahusha, who is known as and called Jesus by most, was tempted in all points. For it's written, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. That's Hebrews 4.15. He made us good enough. He qualified us. He was tempted in all the same ways we were, and he was in flesh. He felt all the same emotions. He felt discouragement. He felt betrayed. It was he felt he was afraid. But you know, it didn't stop him from doing what he was supposed to, and he had free will. He was a man of flesh on the earth. He had free will just like we all do. He could have chosen not to. But he didn't. And he did it for us. Yahusha, known as Jesus, had his own will, which he denied. And he said, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That's Luke twenty-two forty-two. Yahusha, known as Jesus, tells us to follow him on the way of self-denial. We need to follow him in that way, in the way of self-denial. Bible says, then Yahusha, Bible says Jesus said to his disciples, if any one desires to come after me, let him deny himself and pull up stake. Bible says, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's Matthew 16, 24, 25. When you lose your life, you give it, you give it to him. You die to self. When, like Paul, it's no longer I that live, but Yahusha. He said, Jesus, the son that lives in me. Beloved, do you know, it says, Yahusha, known as Jesus, grew and developed spiritually. He grew spiritually. It says, and Yahusha, Bible says Jesus, increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with Yah and man. Bible says with God and men. Luke 2.52 So he grew in stature and in favor. So can we. Beloved, I know you probably say, where are you going? I'm saying you are good enough. By what our Savior did for us, you are good enough. I am good enough can't get any better because there's 
no higher price that can be paid. There's no, there's not a better way to qualify you. There's no one else to do it but him. So if anything makes you feel like you're not good enough in this world, or anybody tells you you're not good enough in this world, they are a liar. That is a liar from a lie from the pit of hell. You are good enough. But like I said, remember, just because you didn't get the position, just because you didn't get the 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 the, the job or passed the test, does not mean you're not good enough. There are a lot of people good enough for positions that are living on the street. And not by something they did, by losing their job. And then being, when they go looking for another job, they're telling, oh, you're overqualified. <laughs> you know, so anything can happen. Or by getting ill and staying away so long that the job lets them go. You are good enough. That's what I want you to know. You are good enough. You are pretty enough. The way you look is just fine. The way you're built is just fine. Satan is running this world. And beloved, it's all about sex and being sexy with Satan. That's worship to him. Sex and uh, seduction, all of that is worship to Satan. And it's what's running this world. I mean, that's in the world. So let's shake that off. Who says we have to be sexy? People buying body parts, getting foreign things put in their bodies to look sexy, to have a beautiful body. I was speaking to my daughter, Maria. She's my adopted daughter, but she's my daughter. She was saying how in San Diego, she feels, she was feeling like ugly or, you know, not good enough in San Diego. You know, every, you know, it's like LA, everybody walking, they got the, you know, fat sucked out of the tummy, flat tummy, big boobs, um, big bottom, you know, round bottom, full lips, you know, the whole, um, but they bought it, okay? And then she took a visit to the Bay Area. And she went in Concord and San Francisco and um, Antioch and so many and, and uh, Concord and everybody there was telling her how beautiful she was, how pretty she was. And she it just she was just amazed, just like what? An hour flight away. And it's a whole different situation. Cause she is very beautiful. She's a very pretty woman. She just I mean, and she's had she's had four children. Still looks good, but she doesn't have that perfect body. Like, but a lot of those walking around don't have that perfect body either. They bought it, okay? I don't know where I'm going. Just saying, you are good enough. And I had to talk to myself too, because, you know, I, I mean, I was, (laughs) I was Baruch blessed to have my mother's and my grandmother's form. And they had great shapes, you know. And I had a great shape. And, you know, and when it start, you know, getting older, I see things, little changes, start thinking, oh, I don't look as great. I'm not great. No, 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 no. I, you know, you got to say no. 
I still look good. That's not my self-worth. And then, you know, I was straight up entertainer. It was all about having the beautiful body in the, you know, world gym. They used to call me the princess of world gym. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was in there five o'clock in the morning and, you know, had the, you know, people have the six pack. Oh, I had the eight pack. Okay. You know, and that's what, you know, I was putting self-worth on how, if, if I looked pretty, the hair, the makeup, the body, that's because that's what the world said. And that's what I was after. That's where I was living. I was living in the world. Entertainer. I'm so glad that I have been redeemed. Now, hey, I still keep myself nice. I mean, I like to look nice, but that's not where my self-worth is. You know what I'm saying? Who says there? Uh, who who can really say what a perfect body is? And some of those bodies, they look perfect, but their health is so bad, and you don't know what those foreign things are doing in the inside. Ah, I'm going to another place. <laughs> Forgive me. Anyway, just remember, you are good enough, beloved. You are good enough. No matter what size you are, no matter how much you weigh, no matter what complexion you are, if you you think you're too fair, you think you th- you're th- fair does not. By the way, let me take there. If you think you're too white, fair does not mean light skin. They've changed it. Fair in scripture meant beautiful. When they said Solomon was beautiful, or they say fair, it does not mean light skin. They tried to put that there. No, no, no. It means beautiful, not light skinned. When you say, oh, she's fair-skinned, you're saying she has beautiful skin. It does not mean light-skinned, okay? So if you think your skin is too light or your skin is too dark, not so. Not so. Our Father does not make mistakes. Or you think you're not smart enough? Not so. Sometimes, beloved, you are trying to do something or wanting to excel in something that you weren't called to do. And you chose that because you think that's what the world says or that's where you make the most money. But that's not your gift. A lot of people go to college and they'll take, they'll major in things that will make them a lot of money, they think. And they bypass their gift and they get these high paying jobs and they're miserable. Why? Because that's not what they were called to do. They just left their gift and called their gift a hobby instead of excelling in what he gifted them. You know, our gift is what he wanted to Baruch bless us with. Don't just look at something that will make give, make you a lot of money or put you in a position, high, a power position. There are many people jumping out of windows with a lot of money and a lot of power. Okay? Well, I hope you know where my heart is. is. I'm trying to encourage and say you are good enough. I'm not trying to put anybody down. And I don't want to make anybody feel bad because they know they chose something just for money and did not do the things that give them joy that the Father had gifted them with. 
But you know you can repent. You can ask forgiveness and repent. And then start moving also in the gift. Use the gift. Your gift will make a way for you. All right, beloved. Thank you for joining me here at Heart to Heart with encouraging words from Alicia. I love you so much, my family. Until we meet again. Yah willing, of course. Shalom. See you next time, friend.